Dangling After Dark with Dick Dangle, episode 492, contains guest host Ali D, reality show ideas, bad sex education, and an interview with the incredible Katana Combat. Warning, this show is only for adults who like sex. Does your dick hang low? Does it dangle to and fro? Can you tie it in a knot? Can you tie it in a bow? (laughs) Don't worry. Dick will be coming. Welcome to the Covert Nation. Here he is. Dick Jangle. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 492 of Dangling After Dark with Dick Dangle. I am your host, Dick Dangle, and welcome to the Pervert Nation. A little different. Is it? Was that too much? Was that not good? That was. That was like some peewee shit. <laughs> anyway. Now I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> Damn. All right, I'll say that's hard to do. (laughs) So, do you want me to do it normal? No. Was that good? Is that all right? (laughs) I think you did a great job. Oh, thank you. That's very sweet. So, my guest host for the show is the beautiful Dahlia D. Everybody, please put your hands together for her. How are you doing, my sweetness? Oh God! Oh, oh! This is like this is like Mister Rogers goes Dick. <laughs> dick Rogers. Oh God! There you go. It's another persona. Oh, another persona. That, that, oh, there's a good. That's one that will find a lane. I have no doubt. Oh God! Like the creepy clown Dick. <laughs> I can just picture you like leering over me in my sleep while you're saying that stuff. Hello, everybody. Oh, my goodness. (sighs) Dahlia, I love to watch you sleep. Would you mind touching yourself a little bit? (laughs) Ooh. Yep, we found one of my not kinks. Oh, fantastic. This is revenge for the last episode. If I had a dick, it would be inverting itself right now. I feel like my my vagina might be like turning into a penis because of like how much I'm cringing right now. Wow. It's like, you know, when you like cringe so hard, your dick like inverts itself. Like people say that that's like a thing. Okay. They're like, wow, I just cringe so hard. My dick inverted. People say that. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) I feel like for for a vagina it'd be the opposite. I feel like I just cringe so hard that I just dropped it. So thank you for that. Yeah, you're very welcome. Can you imagine people finding this show for the first time and that is the opening (laughs) that they hear? You're welcome. It doesn't get better. (laughs) (laughs) You're not wrong. Dear listeners, (laughs) I am your host, Dick Dangle. It is the beautiful (laughs) goddess from the great white north, the incredible anti-squitta from Alberta. It is Dahlia D., and with this episode, you are getting whatever the rest of the show is going to be before we get to an interview from Rick's Cabaret in downtown Pittsburgh with a beautiful Katana 
combat. We're going to have some fun? I don't know. That sounds like the most intense name ever. Like, I would not fuck with somebody with that name. We will actually kind of talk about that when I do the lead-in to the interview. Because Is she I, like I a tough-ass bitch? We'll talk about it because oh my god the suspense is killing me uh, <laughs> i can't uh. you stop that <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> yeah oh my god it's the way i talk dick <laughs> listeners, listeners i'm so sorry if if we need to take a break from dahlia d let me know on Twitter at the Dick Dangle if you want to message me privately so she doesn't see it and attack you online. You can email oh fuck me. that. Let's run a poll. <laughs> oh, Let's run a poll. Oh, Should we well, get rid of Dahlia? Yeah, don't worry. I'll, I'll have you run a poll. <laughs> hey, double entendre. <laughs> I like. I mean, that is up to you if you want to run that poll, but uh, I have a feeling that you're safe. I don't know. We could, do, we could make this like Survivor. Just get rid of co-hosts one at a time. You've been voted off the island. <laughs> You've been dicked. <laughs> oh, my God. You need a reality show. <laughs> Instead of, and I'm really glad you said that because that's actually something I wanted to bring up. But uh, it's, <laughs> that could actually be really funny. Instead of, you know, giving roses, I could give dildos. Oh, my God. Yeah. This has to be a thing. All right. You know what? It was actually funny. I was talking about this recently, how, like, there's not really any, like, reality shows that center around porn. There was, like, that, like, really cheesy, like... I think it was Brazzers did it, like the Brazzers house or something like that. And like, yeah, but that was, but it was like, yeah, it was straight up porn. It was not a reality show. Correct. Yeah. You had a few that were more, you had like um, the cat house that uh, Dennis Hoff did and you've had different brothels and different companies that did like short run shows. It was more advertisement for them than it was really anything else. You know what I want to see is like an actual Big Brother style show where you have like 10 porn stars that all stay in a big mansion. And this could be like funded by like, I don't know, Chatterbait or like Brazzers or something. And they all have to stay in this house for however many days. And their challenges are like things that are related to porn. How long can you sit on a Sibian? Whoever falls off the last loses. Okay. Or the first, I mean, or whatever. Right. You know? Survivor-style challenges, but porn. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll spit. It'd be a hit, this. I'm telling you. I actually had an idea, and I reached out to a few companies about it, like actual mainstream production companies, because I want to make people not only comfortable with sex, but I want them to have a greater understanding of how people think of sex globally. And I reached out to a couple of different production groups and said, listen, I got this idea where I travel around the world 
And I go to different countries to see how they view sex, see how they view sex work as a country, as a, a government, as a sex worker community, and really just kind of open people's minds, kind of broaden their horizons to how they understand sex globally. And no one got back to, I shouldn't say no, one company got back to me. Uh, nobody else even responded to the email. And the one basically said, it's a great idea that no one will do. Right. Which that's a good way to get like shot too. So, well, I think if it's done like, but, but see, that's the thing when you have, it's not like I'm going there to have sex. No, but so, when you start poking around and asking about things that are like very illegal in a lot of countries, well, but that's I feel like, like I would. So a little behind the scenes, when you see these shows where they center around a specific topic and they travel the world, you're going through the government. Right. So, you know, I would have whoever the production group is reach out to that government and say, hey, we would like to present your view of sex, sex work, all that stuff. Are you willing to allow us to come in? And if they say absolutely not, you just don't go. Right. It's, you know, it, it's, yeah, I feel like that would be a ca the case for a lot, which is probably why it was turned down so much. Like, I feel like not a lot of governments and people are willing to have that conversation to begin with, which is really tragic, honestly. True. But I think more than you think will. Oh, yeah. Like, there's definitely a lot. I would say a lot of probably European countries. Right. Canada, for sure. Canada. You'd be able to get some viewpoints. Yeah. Australia. Um, for sure. You know, maybe even Japan, you know, just, just the, the way they view it. And I think it would be amazing. I think it's a really great idea for a show, and it's something that I would totally watch yeah. after I was done watching Big Brother Porn Edition. Right. <laughs> 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 No, it's like it's like Zach Efron's show where he like travels the world and like highlights all of the cool like food and sustainable things that they're doing for food and stuff. But like with sex. Right. It's neat. Yeah. Somebody pick this up. Let's go. Yeah, it's not difficult. And that's the crazy thing, because I told these people, like, I'm willing to be on camera. Like, I'm the person doing it. So like you have to find somebody to make this happen. And, right. You know. It's kind of funny how few people or companies want to use a guy as someone to represent anything adult related. They want mm -hmm. the the beautiful women, but they don't want someone that a guy viewer can relate to. It's really bizarre to me. That is interesting, yeah. Yeah. And the But other, titties though. But titties, right, exactly. Can't deny that. When it comes to reality shows, I really don't know how I feel about this. Uh-oh. Have you seen advertisements for the old guy bachelor show? No. What? I want to say, let, let, me, let me look it up real quick. I want to make sure I get the name right here. So probably by the time this episode airs, it'll be out. The show is called The Golden Bachelor. Oh, my God. Yes. And it's a gentleman. I, I want to see if they. And it's an old man. Oh, my God. Is it Goldmember? <laughs> that would be awesome. Right? 
the guy in the show is a 72-year-old widower. And okay. obviously he has a lot of money. That's, <laughs> that's how that show works. Yeah. And he is on the show, of course, to find love. And it's it's so bizarre to see a man of that age. Now, don't get me wrong. He doesn't look his age, but okay, it's weird to see a guy at that age that does this. If that, you know, I don't know how to how else to say it. It's narcissistic. Well, I think they're entirely dispensing of the idea or the notion that like anything on The Bachelor is about love. Because in like previous seasons, they tried to sell it like he's looking for true love. This is straight up a man looking for a hot gold digger that he can stick his wrinkly old dick in until he right. dies. <laughs> exactly, because when <laughs> you're probably not far off, because no, we... this guy's gonna pop a Viagra, stick it in, be done in five strokes probably have a heart attack and then right. she's going to get all his money right. nobody has any delusions about what's going on here yeah and like, like the women well at least he's looking for women around his age oh is he okay yeah, that's different like 60 to 70 most of them are within that range but okay it's just it's so bizarre to me that a like a guy of that age would do it because usually like when you watch the commercials for it it's him fighting back crying because he knows he's going to find his soulmate on this show. It's like, like, (laughs) Oh, I I would hope you'd be a little bit more emotionally evolved than that. At that age. Yeah. But I mean, it's never too late, right? That just shows it's never too late to pursue your dreams. Yeah. But it's just like a weird way to go about it. I mean, you have to imagine it's probably pretty freaking difficult to try and date at that age. Like, what do you do? Go to the Legion? <laughs> well, when you look like this guy does, and you probably have the money that this guy does, I'm sure finding somebody would not be difficult. Because they actually make, uh, like, there are women that have businesses built around matchmaking for men like this. That is true. And I actually have had sex with a man like that. So I guess they do do shit like that in the wild. But maybe he's just having a hard time. He's striking out. He's like, listen, Bachelor, you guys find the cream of the crop, and I'll just pick from them. Mm -hmm. Is it weird? He's got the money. For sure. And is it weird that, like, with the one trailer, his daughters are there? That's weird. Yeah. It's like, hey, just so you know, you guys are going to help me pick the woman I'm going to plow for the rest of my life. You know? I don't know. It's just. Yeah. Like, we're beyond the point of them, like, getting married and having kids. Right. So, like, this is strictly for fuckings. We don't need our daughters, our adult daughters, to make that decision for us. Did you say this is for fuckings with an S at the end? I did, yeah, the fuckings. I love that. Do you? I say it all the time. I'm actually, uh, whenever it's time for, you know, when I'm feeling it, like, hey, you want some (laughs) fuckings? And my boyfriend will be like, yeah, I could go for some fuckings. Okay. I, like I also say thanks for the Dickens a whole lot. Oh, very nice. Can I use that? You can, yeah. I also also will sometimes refer to it as the Charles. May I yeah. ask why? Because Charles Dickens. Ah, smooth. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Could go for some of the Charles right now. People are like, what? The Dickens. Mm. The Dickens, the fuckins, mm. you know. <laughs> so... This leads me to a question. 
Okay. Would you do a reality show like this where maybe you are the one person picking from the men or you are the person hoping to get chosen by a man? And what are the odds I could make a dick dangle bachelor? Um, I would never be the person fighting for anyone. Okay. There are far too many men on this earth for me to try and compete for one. Um, but I would do the opposite. (laughs) I would do the opposite. Um, just, I wouldn't even do it. Like I would have like a pact with whoever I chose, like low key on the down low in the hot tub when they're like whispering, like sweet nothings into each other's ear. I'd actually be going like, just fucking fake it. They're going to give us the money from this show. And then we'll ride off into the sunset, have a two week cruise to wherever the fuck you want. And then we'll go our separate ways with cash in our pocket. Okay. That's what I'd be whispering into their ear. All right. Like you seem like you can handle faking this shit. I will pick you at the end. You will get the roses. Hmm. Let's split the money and run. Okay. Because those shows are all bullshit. You're not actually going to find true love when a bunch of people are acting like donkeys trying to fight over you. Because it's all like inflamed by the the producers. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's all scripted and written, and yeah. And you know that they picked people who are specifically going to put on a good show, right. which does not translate well to a relationship ever. <laughs> At least not like a the traits one. that make you a good contestant are red flags across the board. I can agree with that. Yeah. Right. So, so yeah, I would have a little, I'm like, yeah, let's play this game. I'd be on this reality show. Let's be honest. I would be fun as hell picking somebody to fuck for the next couple of years. So would you do Dick Dangles find a, a, a wife show? No, I would host it. Oh, okay. That hurts my heart. I'd host it. Do you. it but Okay. I'm, I'm down. I'm not fighting nobody. I already got you in the bag. It's fine. I don't need to fucking. <laughs> we both know. <laughs> I would win anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you need a girl who can make you laugh. That's right. <laughs> that is true. That is very true. No, I would, host, I would host your show. So, ladies, if you wanted a little piece of the dick, <laughs> let's start a show. Applications open next week. Okay. I will host. I will host. And I will make them do crazy shit for you. Oh, my. Okay. All right, ladies. For this week's challenge, you're going to have to eat your toenails. No. No, I don't want to date anyone that will eat their no, toenails. No, but that's the trick. The girls that do it get cut. Because then it's like, wow, you actually ate your toenails. Dick thinks that's gross. Oh, you're going to have to go home. <laughs> i'd be such a good host the old bait and switch damn you crazy bitch you actually ate your toenails that's nasty get the fuck out of here (laughs) Uh... hire me (laughs) and you wonder why you can't get on other podcasts That one went straight through my heart. (laughs) Dear listeners, (laughs) Uh, I have been struggling. I've been struggling to find other podcasts that I want to be featured on 
Um, so if anybody has any other podcasts that they listen to, <laughs> definitely reach out to me. Let me know. I've been striking out. Nobody likes me. Oh, oh, so bad. Stop right now. Yes. So for other podcasts that may listen to this show, my co-hosts aren't contracted to this show. I'm more than happy <laughs> to allow them to, you know, guest on other shows and talk about themselves and what they create. I'm cool with that. Madeline Ray and Dolly D. I want Dick likes them. to share. I am more than happy to share my harem. <laughs> Your harem. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one day we all have to attend the same expo so we can take a photo of like all of us together. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's got to happen. Yeah. And then it'll be like me and my harem. Yes. Yes. Uh, can we get T-shirts made? Dangles harem. Yeah. Uh, all right. Do you want to be called like because you had Hell's Angels, the biker group, uh -huh. and then Benny Hill had Hills Angels. Okay, not angels. That's cheesy. How about Dick's? Angels? I like harem. Or just dis ew. <laughs> Dick's Angels sounds like you're setting your cum on fire or something. Whoa. Okay. Well, that definitely don't want like that. Blue Angels, right? Is like a thing. Yeah, right. So then like dick angels just makes me think of like setting your dick. I, I have no idea why. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> or, you know what a blue angel is, right? Yeah, it's the, is it Air Force that has the flying group called the Blue Angels? Oh my God, no. A blue angel is when you set your fart on fire. Ah, okay. Well, leave it to yeah. Dol leave it to Dahlia, the <laughs> the anti <laughs> the anti podcast <laughs> guest to to uh, know that piece of information. I guess it's a Canadian thing. <laughs> uh, it's probably not, but okay. What do you call that? What do you call that? I d I don't know that it had a name, but I'm not surprised that it does. Have you ever done it? Hell no. <laughs> Okay, the scientific term for this is pyroflatulence, just so you know. Pyroflatulence. That I like. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Motley Cruz on stage. Pyroflatulence. <laughs> <laughs> now, you asked that question like this is something you've done. Well, no, like I haven't done it. I've watched other people do it. Okay. Yeah, it's I actually watched somebody set their pants on fire doing that. Oh. I, maybe it is a Canadian thing. Listeners, feel free to weigh in. Have you ever lit your farts on fire? Have you ever watched somebody light their farts on fire? And if so, what do you colloquially call that? Mm. That's, a, that's a good question. I'm just putting that out there yeah. because like it's just like commonly known. Like, it, it's on Urban Dictionary. OK, well, I mean, <laughs> if it's on there, it's got to be it's got to be true. Correct. But yeah, um, so then that that when you say dick angel, it just makes me think of lighting something from your dick on fire. So should that's I, where that word association came from. So should I have a shirt that says I am a member of Dick's harem? No, just I think Dick's you should harem. have regular Dick Dangle T-shirts. But then like, you know, when you go to summer camp and everybody's wearing like black T-shirts and then they say staff on the back. Ah, uh, OK. Just says harem and harem. big block white letters. Okay. So, like, you're easily identified. That is not a bad idea. Eh? All right. Eh? <laughs> and if you have interview, 
interview guests that you want to add to the harem, you just give them a t-shirt and then they're yours forever. Okay. And... <laughs> You're mine. You're mine. So, so touch it. You got to touch it. If I give you a shirt, you got to touch it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. I want to get to this article quickly before we get to me talking about the interview for the second half of the show. Are you ready? Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> another article that's curated just for me. I'm so excited. This article is from thechive.com. Ah, the chive. And it is titled, Things That Sex Ed Absolutely Didn't Prepare Us For in the Real World. Oh, everything. Pretty much. Because I have said on this show before that when I was in high school and I was getting the sex education class, the teacher was so uncomfortable with saying orgasm, he said organism. (laughs) This is the man... (laughs) That helped turn me into what I am today. Oh, good God. I actually like, I feel like sex education should be done by someone who is trained in sex education. And it should be like a, you know how we all had to sit through like seminars in school? Yes. There should be like seminars that are hosted by someone who is very comfortable talking about sex to children. That sounds bad. Yes. That sounds really bad when you say it out loud. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I feel like there should be a specialist. Agreed. Not just like throw this on a bunch of teachers that are probably wildly shy and uncomfortable and have to deal with these same children for the entire rest of the year. Correct. I don't know about you, but I would not want to be talking about penises in front of a class that I'm going to have to deal with for the next fucking four months. Yeah. Very true. I'm just saying. Yeah. Sex educators. We need them to be a thing. Yes. Okay. So from the article, it has different responses, you know, from people around the world. And the first response I really like. So when I was in sex ed, I asked, well, a man's penis gets bigger when it's aroused. Does anything on a woman get bigger? Wait, (laughs) wait, before you continue, do you know the answer to that question? Well, let let me read. (laughs) (laughs) okay my teacher god bless her said well yes so when a woman gets aroused there well i don't know how to explain it there you know what never mind and that was it so i was in my own head on what the hell she was talking about fast forward years later (laughs) and when i'm fumbling through my first guy girl thing i'm just waiting for something on this female to get bigger it was like handling a bomb (laughs) 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 Oh. oh that's tragic Okay, so Dick Dangle, since I'm sure you are very well educated in sex ed, what on a woman does get bigger during arousal? Uh, There are three things. Uh, Let's hear them. Their heart, their brain. If you have brain swelling during (laughs) sex, I highly recommend you go to an ER as soon as possible. Yeah, I think you need to scoot away from the headboard a bit. (laughs) (laughs) That's trauma. (laughs) <laughs> that's that's a concussion. <laughs> uh my I actually I don't know no, but my guess would be their breasts. 
Oh, dick. Oh, no. Sex education is woeful. Woeful. The clitoris swells oh, when okay. you're aroused slash when you've orgasm. I got you. Okay. We literally get boners. Right. Okay. All right. I, I We don't get big and rock hard like you guys do, but there is definitely an increase of blood flow to the area, which creates a much larger appearance and it swells. And also your butthole loosens, which makes anal sex easier. I wouldn't know anything about that. My asshole is pure. <laughs> <laughs> not, not when you're part of this harem it's not <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah it's sad that i didn't come up with that uh, yeah it is i'm a little disappointed yeah, you dick should, you should, i'm disappointed in myself well now we've all learned something today what was the next thing it is a quote and the quote is life in lubbock texas taught me two things one oh God. is that God loves you and you're going to burn in hell. And two, <laughs> and the other is that sex is the most awful, filthy thing on earth and you should save it for someone you love. <laughs> you know, I never thought about it that way. That is ass backwards. Right? Yeah. Damn. Yeah, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense, does it? It does not. That is hilarious. Yeah. But, but I like it, but you know, it is backwards. Yeah. The next one, it's lower than you think. Wait, what is? The hole. Yeah. A lot of men well, have an issue finding it quickly and easily, especially if they are not sexually experienced. Hmm. I feel like if you just like apply enough pressure and just like run it down there, you're going to slip in eventually right well no <laughs> you know if you're cramming it into the clit it's not going to be like no i know but long. like we have a pretty specific like line of guidance going on there yeah but, i feel like if you just like yeah i don't know because some men may worry that they're putting it in your butt that is true yeah that's why is that a thing you people worry about? Sometimes I actually, if I am having sex with someone for the first time, like intimately, like not in front of the camera. Like, oh golly, I hope they're I'm not in their butt. Yeah, yeah well, it's one of those things where and it's kind of something I actually just enjoy in general is when they put me in them. Right. I think that's really hot, but it also kind of lets me know without looking at it their shape, their contours and textures. So I know what it feels like as I am entering kind of dragging in. Right. And then I'm like, okay, like where now I am. Then the cool. GPS is set. Correct. Yes. I am ready to navigate after that. You can go back to that spot. Yeah. I got the update. You are correct. That makes sense. I didn't know that that was like something that people worried about that. Like, yeah. where's the hole? Yeah. Everyone's like, you just follow the lips, right? All the way down. Yeah. But if the lights Once are out, Oh, yeah, I guess in the dark, it's kind of hard. Yeah, you're fumbling. Around. I don't know. Like, yeah, I I don't think I've ever really had that problem. I'm a guider, though. I'm like that person at the airport with the, the lights. Oh, yeah. Over here. <laughs> Over here. And that's why you're part of, that's why you're part of my harem. Yeah. yeah. There's actually like a light strip, <laughs> a runway, if you will. You have one running up each thigh. It glows in the dark. And it's. 
Yeah, and I can do the different symbols with my legs so I can really, like, guide them in properly, right? Nice. Yeah. That's hot. It's a courtesy. <laughs> do I have to charge extra for that? <laughs> do, do I get peanuts with that flight? <laughs> the next one. First class. The first class. That's right. Oh, the seat goes all <sighs> the way back up there. <laughs> the next one. And vice versa for girls. My high school gal and I were making out once, and she decided to be a tease, slip her hand through the waistband just a little bit. Bam! Penis! What? What's it doing up here? That is very true. I think women get very surprised at where clothing puts the penis. And sometimes it it can be up there. You know what's really funny is that I actually, like... This was like my my like street cred is that like I knew about the waistband tuck thing in high school. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So like I'd like casually mention it to a guy and be like, Yeah, I know. If you got a boner, just tuck it in your waistband, no big deal. And they're like, How do you know about that? <laughs> I don't know, man. I've jerked a few of you off. Like <laughs> I see it. I don't know. But that was like my thing. Like people just that was like my my knowledge. Like people knew. Like mm. we were like cool because I'm like, hey man, I know you tuck your dick in your waistband, and they're like, oh, I guess we're homies now. Right. Well, unless you have sweatpants yeah. on, because that does not hold it. No. Well, unless you like tie them real tight. Right. Well, and then you're just strangling your dick, and that's unfair. Yeah, you don't want to choke them that way. Right. That's not what they meant. Yes. The last two That's things that people talk about here. And if you want to see all of the entries into this article, you can go to thechive.com and check it out. Or you can go to danglinafterdark.com, click the link to episode 492, and you will see it there as well. But the one says, nobody ever tells you that condoms come in different sizes. That's a serious problem when condoms are the only thing protecting you from an unexpected baby or STD. And that. Oh my God, that's so true. So true. Yeah. So true. The number of guys that I'm like, I've heard be like, I don't like condoms because they're too tight. Buy a bigger size. I don't like condoms because they always slip off. Buy a smaller size. Right damn yeah that's so true and the last one i think is probably the most egregious how good orgasms are like damn they really glossed over orgasms would have been great to know (laughs) that i wasn't going to pee or die if i got over that hump (laughs) oh my god that's so funny yeah yeah i could agree with that you know for a woman, a man, whatever, you know, when you have those orgasms, especially early on, it is such a unique feeling. And once you really kind of hone in on how to get there and how to kind of maximize it, it's great. And, you know, when you do sex education, it is literally like, and you have an orgasm, you know, and you got to be on your test. Like there's no, but then also like, how, how would you go about telling kids that, that might be the issue that they're having, but, but you can at least say when you have an orgasm, here is some of the feelings you can experience. Like, this is what it may feel like, like you're going to pee. Right. You know, something like that. 
Yeah. You're This is what I mean. We need special specialized yeah. sex educators. Very few of you will find that eye rolling back, uh leg shaking orgasm like the videos you're not supposed to be watching or having, but you know. Oh my gosh. What was your thing? If you had to answer that like question, like what's something that you were absolutely not taught that like when you first started having sex, you were like, what? It actually plays to one of the responses and it's okay. How wet everything can get. <laughs> like really? Yeah. Like we were never taught that women and men both get aroused. Women get wet men can get wet and that wetness is used to lubricate to make sex easier more comfortable and more efficient never taught Hmm. that interesting yeah oh my sex education i would have to talk to my best friend about it because we were in the same high school but i want to say it was maybe a week or two of random things there was the one where they take the women into one part of the auditorium the men into the other part of the auditorium and you watch a very medical explanation of sex and parts and that stuff like it was so (laughs) to use a sexual term it was so dry it was like i don't even know what you're saying right now yeah you know, I, I'm not connected. No, I had a, a pretty similar experience, I think. But uh, <laughs> I think it was pretty comprehensive, but it was very like biology focused. Yeah. Very Versus clinical. like, yeah. Here's what to expect. Yeah. It, there was zero pleasure based in it. It was very, very medical. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Yeah. Huh. So, dear listeners, if you realize something later in your sexual life that you did not learn from your sexual education let me know please reach out to me on twitter at the dick dangle or you can let me know via email dick at dangling after dark.com but it is time to get to my interview and my interview is with the beautiful katana combat and i had this interview at the award-winning Rick's Cabaret in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh. Thank you very much to them. I had an absolute blast while I was there. I did the interview on a Saturday. There was a football game in Pittsburgh on Sunday, and there were a lot of people from San Francisco, or at least San Francisco fans, there to watch the game and to watch their team slaughter the Pittsburgh team. (laughs) oh no but it was awesome to watch because i don't know if they have different laws on their clubs but rick's is an all-nude club and there were a lot of people there that were truly enamored with the dancers because i think they were having a much different experience from the clubs they were used to that's beautiful yeah it was a lot beautiful thing yeah but katana combat i interviewed roughly a year ago and we had a really nice conversation and dahlia you were talking about you know is she this hard-ass dom because it is that aggressive name and we talk about it in the interview a little bit she is just such a warm and friendly and wonderful person but she has this this long dark hair 
and just olive complexion. And a lot of people kind of think of her as this uber dominant person. And it's fun that, you know, she's like, that's really not me. So it's an interesting (laughs) talk uh, during the conversation. But we had so much fun. It was a delight to see her, not only for the interview, but on stage. She is very nice, very funny, a great conversation, a great feature. Did you ask her how she came up with the name? I did not, actually. Oh, I'm so curious to know. Yeah. Like, why pick that if you're not that aggressive? Because you have to know, like, a name like that is going to make people think that you're going to punch them. True. I think we actually kind of talk about some things in the lane of that in the interview because she is a big fan of nostalgia. So maybe she had an affinity for maybe Mortal Kombat or something like that. That would be my guess. So it's like the coolest name in the world, like no shade at all, but like that's a heavy title to be holding. If you don't, uh, if you're not like a a fighter, I guess. Right. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. But she, I love it. She is fantastic. I highly recommend seeing her if she is feature dancing in a city near you and meet her afterwards she is so nice and so lovely she sounds mega hot yeah oh she is <laughs> i'm very much looking forward to this interview yeah. <laughs> if she's got you drooling i'm i'm so ready to hear it yeah, absolutely so dear listeners i hope you enjoy my interview with katana combat and i hope you enjoyed my time with dahlia d thank you so much for being on the show always i would never turn down a chance to turn more of your listen- listeners away from this show. That's right. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> I was going to ask you to tell them where they could find you, but I'm not going to do it now because you did. No, you know, they don't want to. Oh, they want to. <laughs> if you want to find me, if I haven't completely turned you off of podcasts in general, <laughs> you can find me at DahliaD.com. That's D-A-H-L-I-A-D-E-E.com. And I actually just updated my website. So go in and click on it and let me know what you think. <laughs> Perfect. And you can find all my stuff at DickDangle.com. So, Beautiful. Listeners, please enjoy my interview with Katana Combat. Thank you very much for listening to this show. Please take care of yourselves and the people around you. Pay for your porn and support amazing content creators like Katana Combat, like Dahlia D, and all of the other performers you have heard on the history of this show. Find something that feeds your soul and do it as often as you possibly can. Please do your best to prepare yourself for the shortcomings of sexual education and, of course, dangle on. No, you had it and then you blew it. I know. It was a little bait and switch. Ah, damn you and your bait. Uh... I'm the master of bait. (laughs) I'm glad I'm still recording. Don't worry, Dick will be coming back. Mm, He's recovered and ready to go again. Welcome back to the Pervert Nation. Here he is, 
Dick Dangle. Welcome back to Dangling After Dark with Dick Dangle. I am at the award-winning Rick's Cabaret in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, and my guest turned into an instant fan favorite with a lot of listeners, hoping she'd be on the show again. And for good reason. This amazing and beautiful award-nominated performer is the perfect combinations of looks, personality, and ability that keeps her fan base hungry for her on their computer screens. And trust me when I say, you don't want to pass her up when she feature dances in your town, because it's the final piece of this puzzle of perfection. Please welcome back to the show, the incredible Katana Combat. How are you doing? Thank you. I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing extremely well. Before we get started, can you please once again remind the listeners of where they could find you online and on social media? Yes. So on Instagram, you can find me at Katana Combat 711. And on Twitter, it's Katana underscore underscore K. Yes. So... A pleasure to see you again. Uh, for those who have not had the opportunity to listen to you, they can go back to episode 411 for the last interview that we did. And before the last time you were here, which is almost a year ago, there was a hurricane that had gone through the Gulf side of Florida, and it has done it again like two weeks ago. And I know that you are more Atlantic side, mm-hmm. but how do you handle loving Miami and loving the, you know, Eastern seaboard and dealing with the weather. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just like a little, it's just like a little shower. That's okay. pretty much how we see it. We just, you know, everybody has hurricane proof windows and, mm. um, you know, if it's like a category four or five, okay. since I live at the beach, then I would evacuate and I would just go to like my mom's house mm. for the night okay. until the storm passes. And then I would come back in and that's pretty much, and usually like, you know, if it's a bad storm, well, you know, the electricity will go out for a little but it gets back on it's kind of just like how it is with you guys on the snow okay except like you know we kind of know where it gets like flooded and just gotta mm. wait for the sewers to do its job and that's yeah. pretty much it but i to be honest i feel bad saying it but i love when hurricanes come because it's just like you know you get to chill you get to relax i i don't like you know when it does major damage right but I haven't had one since Andrew. So I've lived in Miami okay. my whole life. And that's really the only one that has hit us like really hard. Other than that, it's just a little power outage for like two yeah. days. That's it. I like your your way of saying, you know, it's like snow here. I never really thought about it, but it actually makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. But that does want me to ask this question. The room that we are recording in is kind of chilly, mm-hmm. and I know you're probably not used to that. Do you tour as a feature dancer when the weather gets cold, or you just shut it down for that time? No, I do. I do. Really? <laughs> <laughs> and but I come prepared. Like I okay. have a like right now. I have my heating pad. It's portable USB. <laughs> like I don't play. <laughs> and then every like once the you know the temperatures drop, I am you know with my portable heater everywhere okay. I go. And wow. usually it'll be like two of these. Wow. And hand warmers. Mm-hmm. And now for those <laughs> listening, realize now the room is probably uh, about 68 degrees or so. And it's 73 outside. So not like it's winter. So it's it's mm-hmm. just me seeing you with a heating pad is just it's blowing my mind. I'm not going to lie. But I like <laughs> I like that it's portable. Is it just a re- like a rechargeable? 
Uh, yeah, you just have to connect it to a USB, and I just bring my little battery pack. Oh, <laughs> nice. Just, look, I even put my socks on when I got here <laughs> with my little chancletas on because my toes were cold. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, this type of weather is the weather I have to sleep in. Like, I have to yes. sleep like this. Uh, but, mm. like, you know, to work, I can't. Mm. I'm like, <laughs> dying. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I loved your feature show last year. You were so much fun on the stage. Is there going to be a big change in what you're doing this year? Have you changed your themes? Because I believe I saw you do a devil theme last year or something like that. You were in red. That I remember. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, and today I actually brought out Katana. You know, I have more blue. Okay. um, And I have today actually a white lingerie set, which all these lingerie sets I I make myself. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Is it just because you have a hard time finding something that you like or maybe it's harder to fit your frame? Oh, no, like, uh, this This is, like, normal sizes. Like, it can okay. fit anybody. But just, like, my style, I love bling-bling, you know? Okay. And I like diamonds and rhinestoning. So I just rhinestone everything. Okay, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> you truly seem to be living your best life, traveling, feature dancing, creating your own content. How do you keep your creativity moving forward and how do you choose studio opportunities? Because I'm sure studios have you on speed dial and redial to try and get you on set. Those are very old timey person terms, by the way. <laughs> yeah, no, you're good. I understand. Um, pretty much, I think they've got the, the clue. Like, you know, they respect, like, if you're not going to come back. So I don't really have any plans of coming back to the industry because I can pretty much, you know, film on my own. When I did that, you know, when I filmed and I was contracted, it was to film like with different people Mm -hmm. and to go through that. But not to like do it forever, (laughs) you know, like it's just a little just a little piece. And now I I live a normal life. Yeah. When you do that, is it kind of um, a sigh of relief knowing that you're able to do what you do on your own terms and really be happy with that? Oh, yeah. It yeah. feels super good. And I just, I it makes you love life even more, waking up every day, doing whatever, you know, makes you happy and on your time. And, you know, it, not that like, you know, working on sets I, I obviously liked it too, but mm-hmm. it obviously, you know, it's a lot more demanding. But yeah, I'm a lot more happier. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Now, in our last interview, speaking of being on on set, uh, we talked about your browser scene game set Snatch, mm-hmm. uh, which is now an award nominated scene. Yeah. Which is awesome. Congratulations on that. And this is yeah. why the studios wanted you because of your award worthy performances. What was your reaction to the nomination? I was like, what? That's right. <laughs> I didn't even know until, like, like I thought it was, like, a joke type thing. And I was like, oh, whatever. But then, like, when I saw it on the AVN thing, I was like, man, this is so old. But I, I guess, like, they, you know, they bring out the movies later mm-hmm. on in time. But, yeah, I thought it was it was pretty cool. That was, like, such an easy, <laughs> easy movie. Like, it was crazy. I was like, wow. But it was nice. It was cool. When you have those moments, does it change your view of being nominated? Because a lot of people say, well, you know, nominations aren't 
everything. You know, mm-hmm. I do it because I like the job. But then sometimes that little switch flips and you're like, ooh, well, if I can get nominated doing that, then wait till they see this. Like, do you change your approach to what you do or do you just go, well, that's awesome. Great. Thank you. And keep no. doing what you do. No, I kind of have common sense. Okay? <laughs> like if I saw that girls were actually winning and like you're going to like now, like, OK, you win a Grammy. You're going to like it a lot of work after that that is like you know paid or you get mm-hmm. all these deals like i obviously it was common sense that you when you want to know more you don't get shit and you just get more pictures with avn you get more pictures like on a website like no i kind of want more like things that count like mm. give me money give me some brands get like things that are gonna Last year, just like if somebody were to win a Grammy, uh, you know, but I feel like it's just something to, you know, just like any industry with movies, they have to have their own and it actually makes the girls feel good. And, you know, I've won a lot of awards in my life since I was little. So I already, you know, how very true. And like, you know, at least in dance, we win money when you're like the number one. Yeah. And that's true. I would imagine that you would hope something of substance would come from that. But it it kind of broadens your reach a little bit. You might become a little bit more what popular, I, but that's... Yeah, I kind of noticed that maybe, like, the girls who win, like, the, the one of the year, like, they just... It's more like you just get, like, a little bit of exposure, but it's only in the porn world. Or, like, maybe, like, one magazine that's out in the real world. Yeah. But like, it doesn't... It really didn't, like, click with me too yeah. well. <laughs> Interesting, but I like that. Mm-hmm. Speaking of awards and conventions, last time we spoke, you were really excited to check out the X3 mm-hmm. Expo. How was your convention and award season uh, earlier in the year? Uh, well, I didn't end up going. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I actually, uh, I forgot what happened. I, I had to do something in Miami. But um, yeah, I actually didn't go, but I went the two years before that and I had a great time. Okay. I usually don't go to the award shows because it's so boring yeah, <laughs> and it's, it's so long. That's a, It's so long. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, you got to put in some more performances in there or something to get like the crowd going, but you know, not my thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, the podcast was nominated for, oh. for an AVN and literally oh. I stood at the red carpet and I took pictures of people going in mm-hmm. and when the show started I left because I didn't feel like sitting there for that long yeah so. but see like for you this is like your line of industry I feel like that's something that you are going to get great recognition for because you're you can continue injuring more people and mm-hmm. it like it accounts more for you yeah very but, true very mm-hmm. true you did have a couple of DVD scenes come out since the last time we talked so these may be yeah, a little bit older as well. Uh, the first one was Prize Pussy 4, which is a scene that you did with Kenna James. Oh, uh-huh, yeah. Yeah. Was that the first time you worked with her? Yeah, yes. Okay. She has the way of bringing her energy into it. She's very calming and loving and sweet. Yeah. When, when you have people like that on set, do you find yourself gravitating towards their energy where you know if they're excited you get excited or you just kind of be who you are and and hope it clicks 
Well, it also depends on the script <laughs> because I think for that script, I had to be like like dominant or something. They always make me dominant. I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, so I think I had to be. But yeah, she is super sweet. And sometimes I would want to be sweet, but I'm like, oh, wait. <laughs> dominate, dominate. Right. <laughs> but yeah, she makes it like so chill. And mm. those those type of girls, like it, it makes the whole scene like just that much better. Yeah. <laughs> and, and speaking of dominant, another scene that was released was for Hot and Mean 29 <laughs> for Brazzers. And it was with Elsa Jean. Yeah. And like you said, I have a really hard time because we've interviewed and, and I know you a little bit. I have the hardest time picturing you just being that aggressive, dominant performer. <laughs> like I know. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I, I I remember when we did that scene too. We had a, that was my first girl girl scene, and it was so awkward for me because I was like, "What? You know?" And like I don't know what to do or anything. And then they popped out. I remember the director. He was so cool. He was <laughs> I forgot his name. Oh my god. But um he popped out with this big ass dildo. I was like <laughs> And then he's like, So which one are you gonna take it? I was like I just stayed quiet and she's like, No, I'll do it, I'll do it. You know, she was super nice about it because like she knew it was like my first time and she's like I guess she took it for the team. <laughs> but Wow But it was like I I didn't even I just met the girl and I'm like, oh, I have to hit her? Like Whoa. Right. And, and you could see I was like Mm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> but I guess it looked hard, but I just felt so bad for her after like, my God, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I would have a really hard time being in a role like that. I would find myself apologizing. And yeah. that has to set a strange bar for you in your head where you're like, this is my first girl, girl scene. And this is what this scene is like. It, are all of these going to be like this? Did you have to really kind of take it with a grain of salt where you're just like, this is just this brand and this scene and, and we'll do more fun stuff down the road? Um, yeah, no, I, I I noticed that like, you know, each scene was something different. You know, I've, I've been so many, I've been a real estate agent, a right? cop, a, a <laughs> doctor. I've been like a lot of things. So I kind of realized, okay, whatever, I'll be doing different things with different girls but yeah. i do notice that i i kept getting dominant i'm like yeah. what <laughs> <laughs> maybe she, they know something about you that you don't know about yourself i guess they're <laughs> like no you do it so good i was like all right <laughs> wow and that that has to be strange where you do that role and you're thinking to yourself oh that was so not me and uh oh, can we do that again and they're like that was perfect and you're like all right yeah that's every time wow <laughs> now the last time we talked i asked you questions about what i found on your social media mm -hmm. i did the same thing this time as well are you willing to answer a couple questions about some posts that you made on social yeah, media all time. right the first one mm -hmm. this is something that we actually talked about in the last interview, mm -hmm. you wrote, I feel like my childhood is coming back to me. You have no idea how obsessed I was with Barbie. I used to think I was her BFF. 
my room and hallway was turned into Barbie's neighborhood. It was awesome. The Barbie movie was amazing. Literally everything I wish for and more. Now I feel bad giving away all my Barbies. <laughs> oh my God, yes. I have like such a guilty conscience after seeing that movie. Mm. I, I was one of those girls. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and with what we talked about before, you were so excited about this movie coming out and seeing how excited everyone was no lie there was a gentleman that i was talking to my age and he said i went with my wife and i didn't expect to cry this guy said that i'm like what is this movie i may have to go check it out yeah when it comes out on video yeah you have to it was such a good movie and you know growing up i just had a really big imagination mm. and my parents too they kind of didn't want me to be like you know they they kind of made me more immature than what I was. They didn't like me to wear like shorts or, you know, they wanted me to be like, okay, play with your dolls, your Barbies and that type of stuff. But, okay. oh man, it was, I had, my whole room was like a little girl's room since I was till like eighth, ninth grade. Yeah, wow. I had like Powerpuff Girls. I was obsessed with them. Like I even had the Wheaties box, which I'm so pissed at. Like I gave all that stuff away because now it's such a big deal. But I was like, you know, all my friends were like, Ginny, you need to like grow up. And I was like, oh, fine, I do. <laughs> <laughs> and like literally now I'm like, what? These Everybody's like repping Powerpuff Girls. And, you know, Barbie was just like. Uh, so much fun. Me and my neighbors played till we were in ninth grade. Okay, wow. hiding it from everybody. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Does this make you want to go back and start to get things, or are you like, oh, I better not? Because when adults get into that, it's a slippery slope, and you are just buying everything. Yeah. So you know, I try to keep the pink stuff to a minimum. Okay. So I have an office in my house, and like that's. Usually where I keep the, all my, I, I'm starting to do my little, uh, how do you say, like collage again of all my little little things that I like. I like some anime things mm. and I love Hello Kitty and even Super Mario Brothers, like all that type of stuff that I grew up with. I'm just getting a little thing from it, not like 400 billion things. Okay. You know? All right. So once I have a kid, that's when I'm going to unleash the dragon. <laughs> okay? Because that's the old that you know it's okay to do it when you have a kid. But now it's going to be like you don't even know it's coming. Right. <laughs> so you can just tell people you're preparing for a kid, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and just buy everything. Yes. Oh my god, if I have a girl and they love Barbie, oh, it's, it's going down. And if it's a boy, I even more. I, I I loved everything too about like boy cartoons and yeah. playing sports. So I really whatever it is, I'm okay. there. Like Transformers. Oh, hell yeah. I love trying. So, nice. like, my brother, he was into, like, all, like, Ninja Turtles. I love the Ninja Turtles movie. I can't wait to see the new one. Okay. I'm still, like, a fan of the one that's, like, in real life. That one was, like, the best one. Really? Okay. Yeah. But we'll see how the little cartoon one comes out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I've heard it was really, really good. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, definitely worth a check out. Yeah. The next post I would like to ask you about. Mm -hmm. You said, my birthday is July 11th. So happy belated birthday, Thank by you. the way. So free Slurpees from 7-Eleven. Is this a real thing? Yeah. Every year on 7-Eleven, you can get a free Slurpee. Okay. Yeah. And then usually... <laughs> 
<laughs> Usually what I do is I'm like, can I get a big cup? Because my birthday is today. And I show them my license. And they're uh-huh. like, yeah, like every time. It always works. <laughs> so, yeah. It's every, on 7-Eleven, you could go in and you get a, uh, I think it's like a small one. Like oh, okay. Size small. And it's free. So instead of visiting multiple 7-Elevens, you just ask the one for a large cup. Yeah, yeah. I don't do multiple just because I don't even have time for that. But (laughs) But yeah, if I definitely wanted to hit it up, I would. That's a good idea. I didn't know. Why why did I think of that before? (laughs) Damn. (laughs) Just up and down the eastern seaboard for the day. I have like all these slurpees. (laughs) (laughs) That would be an amazing video, by the way. Are you someone that celebrates your birthday? All month, because there are those people. Are you someone that just says, no, I celebrate this special day because it's that day and I just blow it out for that day? I used to, when I was younger, like the whole month. Like, okay. was, But the thing, too, is I love my birthday month. Before, I used to hate it when I was little because we would be in school, uh, out of school. I'm sorry. Okay. So, like, I could never invite my friends. Everybody would be on vacation, no school parties. Like, mm. So, I would always go on vacation, but it was like a full month of it. So my oh, parents okay. would like, we would travel a lot. And then now what I do is maybe like a little week. Okay. <laughs> or, you know, just the, this year, I just, I think I celebrate. I don't even know what I did for my birthday. I, I didn't do much this year. I forgot why. Yeah. But yeah, this year was a little bit not big. Low key. Yeah, it was yeah. low key. Sure, right. relax. <laughs> so when it comes to the Slurpees, what's your flavor? Oh, I love cherry and blueberry together. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I was going to say, because just cherry, that's kind of hack. Yeah. Everyone loves mm-hmm. it. But to mix it with blueberry, what's the ratio? I do like a yin and yang. like you know, Half I and do, half? Uh-huh. Okay. I'm like, I, I have a, a little swirl that I do because I want the blue to get in the swirl. <laughs> it's a, I'm telling you, this is years of practice with 7-Eleven. So I've really mastered. I'm like a slurpy barista. Oh, nice. <laughs> do me a favor. Mm. Promise me that you will take a picture of it when the next time you do it. I know. I do. need to see this. You know, I thought that nobody would care, but yeah, I, I think I really have to make that a big deal. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> funny. The next post. I feel like the only thing to eat in Texas is chicken and tacos. Now, uh, yeah. is this bad? Uh, <laughs> Apparently so. Yeah, because it's just like, I got tired of just chicken and tacos. Like, you know, for lunch, I was like, okay, I had a taco. Then dinner, I had chicken. But then the next day, I was like, man, again? Like, <laughs> the same two things. You know, in Miami, we just have such a variety. We have a lot of Latin countries. So mm. it's just like so much. And now we're getting more like Asian, all these different types of foods. So I'm kind of, I guess, a little picky with my food. Okay. And mm. spoiled as well. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, I think we are. Yeah, because there are a lot of places like Pittsburgh is finally coming into its own with different cultures cuisine where, you know, five, ten years ago, if it wasn't a burger or a salad that had French fries on it, yeah. you weren't going to find it. I noticed here it's a lot of burgers yes. and sandwiches. Yep. Like, 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 like roast beef sandwiches and things like that. Yeah. Uh, I don't really like it. (laughs) I went to some place, Paramit, something. Uh, Permanis. Permanis. 
And no offense. Okay, no offense taken. Trust me. <laughs> it was okay. It was okay. It was all right. Yeah. Did you get the big sandwich with the coleslaw and French fries on it, or were you good and get something that you thought you might like? Yeah, I got like I okay. asked them what is like you know what should I order? What is a typical thing? And it was a big ass like sandwich, yeah. and I was like, oh, I yeah. I took a bite of it, and it just like it was just too big. Yeah. So I had to like eat it in little parts, but it was it was all right. It was all right. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah, we are a carb happy town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I love <laughs> carbs sure. too. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, a bit much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what do you do when you feature dance? Do you just try to find restaurants or food that you like, or like you said, just kind of keep the portion small because that can be troublesome if you have never been to that town and you don't know what to expect when it comes to their food because pizza gets old real yeah, fast yeah yeah uh i usually like to eat what's common i love to know what do you guys you know what's the one thing that's like everybody loves here and usually when i come to these white states it's always like a burger like a sandwich or something yeah. so i'm like okay but um yeah i i eat everything so okay. i eat a lot i don't i don't like control the portions <laughs> okay <laughs> but if it's good i'm gonna tear it up if it's not you know i'm gonna leave i got gotcha. a little bit of society so what was the last thing you tore up in a city that wasn't home okay so like here i'm gonna i'm not gonna lie i after eating the parami okay. um i just had panera i kept it safe oh okay smart yeah i you know that's something i already knew i, I did try a thai place um, it was good. It wasn't bad. It was okay. true. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, when I the last place that I went to that the food was bomb, which everyone obviously feels the same way, is New York. Like, ah, of course. Oh, yeah. I tear it up. <laughs> you don't know. It's just like, I go on like ugh, we just I just eat the whole entire time. Wow. I ordered yeah, and it's just such good food there. Love it. Yeah. I love that place. So you get on stage and you're just sitting in a chair like, throw me money. I got, I'm, I'm too full. <laughs> yeah, you got to see. I'm like, oh, my God. Well, no, I try not to eat like before, like a couple hours before because then my, okay. my belly gets big. Yeah, very, very <laughs> true. <laughs> so I leave a little window there. Yes. <laughs> the last post I would like to ask you about. This was a little while ago. You wrote, can't believe the Heat and the Panthers are in the finals at the same time. Now, uh, both teams did their best, uh, but sadly mm-hmm. came up short. When you watch sports, are you a lunatic, <laughs> be it like at the event or at home, or are you reserved? Are you calm? Uh, no, I like to scream, you know, when they okay. when they make a thing. I'm like, yeah, but... Um, now lately, since Messi has come to Miami, yes. I never liked soccer Ooh. until now. Okay. So yeah, I jumped up the bandwagon right. and, um, it's really cool. And I think it's something so nice that he's doing for our city and like yeah. bringing it together. And it just looks like it, it, now I think with him being there, we are kind of all now understanding that sport and it's, it's incredible. It's just so much running and like. They're constantly getting kicked and tripped and flipped. And I'm like, what? Yeah. So, like, yeah, with these past couple of games, you know, people, are, the, the commentators are talking shit about Miami all the time. Wow. And then they win. Right. So that's the only time I, I'm like, what? Like, I, I love to hear what the people say about Miami. But, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a pretty, I like to watch and scream and okay. get into it. So have you ever at a live event 
had an altercation with anyone where they give you a look or oh, are no. you no you're good okay <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. yeah well the funny thing was i actually went to a pittsburgh game the last time i came and okay. <laughs> like i didn't have any um gear or any of that stuff so i went to the mall but i i only found like i really didn't like the, the stuff so mm. i found a dolphin's hat and i went to the pittsburgh game oh no and everybody was like I think you're in the wrong game. I'm like, <laughs> I, I'm in the wrong city, but you know, I came here to stay warm. Okay. Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> so everybody was like cracking up at me, but it was nice. Yeah. The people here were really nice about it. Yeah, yeah. This isn't uh, a hardcore city. Yeah, no, they were so nice. As soon as even walking into the stadium, people just want to like, like even tell you about the history. Some guy just like a couple stopped and they wouldn't. They gave me like a whole history lesson about like all the flags and each player and i was wow. like wow yeah they're very nice here yeah mm-hmm. warning you won't get that in philadelphia oh really no <laughs> <laughs> sorry philly but oh oof, wow i've had some run-ins out there really oh yeah oh my god okay i'm not going there yeah well yeah at least not for sports yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely not <laughs> so what does the future hold for you is it going to be continuing what you're doing right now do you have any vacations what do you have going on? Uh, well, I'm working on a bunch of different projects, oh, like cool. a bunch of different like businesses. Nice. And soon I'll be like, you know, showing it once it's kind of evolved. And as far as vacations, I don't want to go on vacation because my next vacation, I want to go to Europe. Oh, nice. I really want to visit like Spain. That is kind of where my heritage comes from okay. on my mom's side. And I'm waiting till maybe like around Christmas time to hit that up. So Mm. that's going to be hopefully my next vacation to Europe. Very nice. Oh, I'm jealous. (laughs) Once again, an absolute pleasure to speak with you. I love talking with you. I know your fans are going to love it. My listeners are going to love it. One more time, please let them know where they could find you online and on social media. Uh, yeah, so Instagram, it's Katana Combat 711, and Twitter, it's Katana underscore underscore K. Amazing. Can't wait to see you on stage, and hopefully, I get to see you again sometime down the road. Yes, thank you. 